Welcome to the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast, where we explore what it means to grow daily and find our best in every aspect of life. What is happening out there? Welcome back to another episode of the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast. Jamie, good to be back with you. Good to see your smiling face. Early morning recording, which is not usually our thing. So I got my coffee locked and loaded and uh, ready to go. And we got an anniversary, episode number 50. Dude, what in the been, world? It's been almost a year. We we launched this thing like middle of May last year. And really when we when we kind of got started, it was probably beginning of May. And so we are we are looking at a year in this process. And one of the podcasts that we listen to that we talk about a lot off air is the next big idea. And they have 47 episodes. Right. And to think that you know, like we aren't doing it, um, with their scope or, uh, some of those things, but to think that we've done more podcast episodes than a, than a, than a podcast we listen to and like think very highly of, um, is kind of crazy. And so, uh, thank you for, for going along on this journey with me, man. It's been an incredibly eye-opening learning experience. Well, we say it, uh, quite frequently, but not enough probably is also the journey is not complete or couldn't be possible with the people out there listening today. You know, we get a lot of feedback, I, a couple of corrections, Jamie, and before we get rolling on this episode, I got two corrections. One, I got a shout out to my brother-in-law in our last episode. I failed to, you know, recognize his hometown as part of, you know, our school district so Brad, I know you're listening. Villard, Minnesota is definitely part of the Minnewaska area. It's near and dear to our hearts and uh, go Mallards. So that's a shout out to Brad. Their nickname Second was thing, the Mallards? Yeah, absolutely. That's incredible. Second correction is also to a Brad, and this is not necessarily a mistake made, but a affirmation of what I said. Butterscotch Dilly Bars are still not the best Dilly Bar. So... Dalman, if you're out there listening, again, I know you are, eat the chocolate dilly bar. Jamie, go. There's, there's no room for discussion on this one, so just keep going. Perfect. No, I love that um, Villard's nickname was the Mallards. Uh, that, that's wonderful. One of the, this, the tragedies of these school consolidations is losing some amazing nicknames, by the way. Right. I, I have a t-shirt that says the Walnut Grove loggers for some reason. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I don't think I still have it, but I had one at one point in time, like loggers is an excellent nickname. Mallards is an excellent nickname. Yeah. It seems like everything's, you know, tigers or wildcats yeah. or, you know, yeah, some sort like of big, um, predatory cat, yeah. cat, um, animal wolves, these sort of things. Anyway no guests this week we're we're flying solo um and one of the things that has been has been challenging for me in the last couple of weeks with you know most of our listeners know what happened with your family and um we've had some other personal stuff going on in our in our group that's close to us and just some really challenging stuff and as a result of that like and I think this happens. I think it's, I think it's a tragedy beyond the, the, the stuff that has happened. Like when these things happen, sometimes we actually lose that close connection with the people around us because the busy 
crowds us in. And one of the, one of the, the tough things about the last couple of weeks is you and I just haven't connected a whole lot. Like we just haven't chatted a whole lot. And I think we do this, not just you and I, but I think we as human beings do this when the stuff gets busy. The last thing we do is reach out. And one of the things that we said in, in our most recent episode, or maybe the one prior to that was don't go it alone. And the second things get busy, we, we tend to go it alone, right? We tend to, to shelter, um, or we go with one other person and maybe that's all we can handle, but, um, that's not, it's not a criticism or a critique. It's just a, it's just an observation, right? It's just an observation of where life has been. It's like, and I, I know that we'll touch in and I know that, you know, in our, in our friend group, like we're all going to touch in at different times with each other. Um, but in the last couple of weeks, it's been like, man, we haven't had that outlet. Um, even when we record, we usually sit and chat for a half hour, 45 minutes while you're refinishing a house also, you know, it's like all this stuff is going on. And, and so how are you, man? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Um, I think you, I think you're right. A couple of things that came up for me in, in that is one of the foundational elements of eyes up mindset and what it means to live eyes up is intentionality, right? You know, you were just talking about how we kind of lose that connection. And I think about our situation where we actually scheduled a zoom call. So, you know, we could connect with a couple of other people on something that was important that's going on in our life. And yes, we were texting back and forth. We were doing things, but it was like, Hey, timeout. Let's get on a Zoom call. Let's see each other's faces. Let's talk for a second, and and shut everything else down for for a you know what did we talk thirty minutes maybe, um, and it's the intentionality, and when you don't have that, when you don't do it on purpose, right? That's when we you're right. Things get busy and we get caught up doing the thing, whatever the thing is, and um, the other thing that came to mind, or it's kind of a question was why do you think that happens when we get busy? What is it that causes us to get caught up, right? Yeah, as you were talking about being intentional, it hadn't come to me, but Craig Rochelle, um, you know, he's got a leadership podcast and he talks about being intentional, being uh, relationships on purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Relationships on purpose. And I think what happens in the busy moments. And this may just be true for me, but I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here for a lot of our listeners also is like when we get busy, the thing that we stop being intentional about because the calendar fills up is our relationships. We, we just take the relationships that are in the meetings or are in my work group or are in. And so you are absolutely right. When we had to kind of stop and say, Nope, we can't just continue to do this in a group text. Like it's bigger than that. We need to, we need to see each other face to face. We need to have a conversation and um, we don't do that enough. I, I, again, and I, I've said this before on the podcast, but I don't want to lump everybody out there in with me. Right. (laughs) I have plenty of my own faults. um, And when it gets tough for me, I, I go to the relationships that, are not relationships of convenience. They're relationships of necessity. Um, 
in those moments and what sometimes we need are relationships of, of purpose, right? Cause the necessity is I have to work with these people. I have to see these people cause I live with them, my spouse or, uh, you know, other people connected to that relationship, but it's not on purpose. I'm going to call John on purpose. I'm going to call these two other people in my life that are, I know are going to give me good juice. And I think that happens mostly, you know, with mentors, we don't reach out to them in times of crisis, you know, sometimes like in severe crisis we do, but like when we're in, you know, we, we're not like, oh, I'm going to call that person. Um, and so to, to me, that's what it is, is we stop being on purpose because our time gets consumed by things that are reactions, I guess. I do agree with you. And I think the other thing is that we're really good. You, you just kind of touched on this. Like when we're when we know what we want or need, we're able to kind of communicate that like, Hey, I need you to help for, for me. And a good example is like, Hey, I need, can you help me do this project on my house? Right. Because it's, it's not that emotional. It's not that difficult. It's, and I know that you're probably willing to do that. Now, I think the other thing is when things get really tough, we go really internal because we don't know what necessarily what we need. I think that was the other thing that over the past few weeks is, you know, people asking what, what can I, what can we do? What do you need? What do you want? And it's hard because it's hard to know that and then ask for it. Right. And so even when people ask, I don't really have a good answer because you're so focused on the thing that you're doing, you get, and, and you lose that connectivity to what it is you actually need. Right. And, and most of the time it's not a physical thing. You know, I think you were just talking about a friend and you catching up with a friend and it, and it wasn't like a physical connection, but it was an emotional outlet, a conversation that needed to take place. Well, right? and, and, and it wasn't, it wasn't a thing that you could do other than mostly just sit and listen. Right. And provide some perspective and prod a little bit, you know, like, push into those places where there's maybe some discomfort. And I I work with, you know, a lot of 16, 17, 18 year old kids. And, um, you know, I was working with a good friend of ours recently and he talked about his son and having this conversation with his son saying, why don't you ask for help when you need it? And, I think part of it is we don't necessarily know what specifically we need help. That's why when you were talking about that, that this example came to mind, but his, I think he's six, his son um, said, it feels funny. <laughs> like, I don't like, I don't want to. Right. And then he asked again, why don't you want to? Because it feels funny. Right. And, and the conversation you just talked about with, with a good friend of mine, um, you know, was was around something really challenging it was around something incredibly difficult and um there was some shame in it on both sides right i had to uh go back into some places where i had to talk about my struggles financially right for the vast majority of my 20s and and one of the things that i told him was like it was incredibly embarrassing to be, to have to tell somebody about how irresponsible I had been. It was incredibly embarrassing to, to show somebody and be that vulnerable to say, I have screwed up again. And 
and again and again and again. And I don't know how to fix it. I don't have any clue how to change this reality in my life. And I need help. It felt funny, right? The words of a child are often incredibly insightful because they're willing to say the things that we are not. And like with this, this friend of mine, I finally had to say to him, like, dude, if, and we had kind of been playing phone tag and, and not, we just hadn't connected in a very long time. And I said, if the reason we haven't connected is because you think that I will think less of you, that I need to say this out loud to you that it, I will not like, I, I love you and I care about you. And like, we were good, right? We're good. And I will be here. And what I needed somebody to say that to me seven, eight years ago, like whatever you have done, whatever your problems are, I don't care. Hmm. I'm here. Right. And that can be from a million directions, right? It, it doesn't have to be around a problem behavior. It can be in a moment of tragedy or in a moment of challenge, right? I don't care what it is. I will be here. And like, to me, um, this is going to be a weird segue, John, but you know that this is what I do. Um, one of the reasons I love this series, Harry Potter, yes, I said it on the podcast. I'm a 36 year old man and I love Harry Potter um, is this idea of the family you choose, Mm. right? The family you choose. And if anybody out there has read it, like Harry's family, first his immediate family dies and he's put with a, a family he doesn't care for, but he becomes a part of a different family. And it's the family he had to choose ultimately. And the family we choose I think is those people that no matter the behavior, no matter the circumstance, no matter the challenge, no matter the fear or the doubt, they say, I'm going to be here. And I would challenge the people listening out there, right? Who are those people? And do you tell them that enough? No, that's a good point because, you know, we talk a lot about the the other side of it where it's like, Hey, I need help. I need this reaching out. Don't go it alone. Right. But we, we don't talk enough about that part of it where it's like, hey, you all have people in your life that are dealing with stuff. Do they know right now that you're going to be there no matter what? And it doesn't have to be, I mean, it can be a text message. It can be a voicemail. It can be a call or it can be just dropping by. But do they know that you're going to be there no matter what? Um, I think that's a really important part of what you just said. And, and again, something we don't talk about enough because we talk about the, the personal side of us accepting and being willing to, you know, be vulnerable that we need help. But again, you also all know that you have people in your life that are dealing with stuff or that might just need that. And most of the time it's a gut feeling, right? And I guess I would encourage you guys out there to say, when you feel that, when you have that internal messaging system that says, Hey, so-and-so I know they're dealing with, I should, I should send them a text. Do it. And Don't do ignore your, it. Yeah. And do your actions demonstrate that your words are not meaningless. Right. Right. I, like I think one of the, the things that was eye opening about my conversation the other night was 
he kind of said, thanks for continuing <laughs> to, to bother me or to pester me or to stay in this thing, you know, like, thanks for continuing to try and reach out and connect because a lot of times, and this is, I, I think I've spoke to this in the behavior change idea before is like a lot of times we try once and when that thing fails, we're like, now it's, now I have to choose something else. Well, maybe you don't have to choose something else. Maybe you just need to stay in it, right? You need to stay in that fight. And one of the, the, the challenges in a relationship is we get, we get very fearful at a mm -hmm. first rejection that it's a forever rejection or it's a first, it's a forever change in relationship. Even if it was just, Hey, you know, that person wasn't available last night and then they missed your text and like, they don't remember, you know, they saw it quick. And, um, so just coming back to it. Right. Yeah, no. And, and that reminds me of the cool part of, okay, here we are episode 50. We've had all these interviews, right. And all these graphics and all these things that are rolling through my head when I hear you talking. And I, I think about Greg Reed, where he talks about three feet from gold, right. Where, how often do we stop and whether that's in developing a relationship or working toward a goal, whatever. And on our Facebook group, the eyes up mindset family, if you're not a part of it, go join. Um, I posted a graphic that he had the other day and it was two people digging toward this giant thing of gold. And one of them, you know, very close turns around. The other one is like, I'm going to keep going. Mm -hmm. And they're digging through rock right? And sometimes that's what it feels like in relationships. I would imagine in the situation you're talking about where it's like, man, I just keep digging and there's nothing. Just keep hitting this rock over and over and over. And yet, if you get to the other side, right? What's waiting for you? No question, man. I, it's so hard, right? This is, this is the challenge of eyes up, right? This is the challenge is that when it gets hard, when it gets, when we get close, we don't know that we're close. And so we start to look inward. We start to, we start to look at our feet. We start to look for the stumbling blocks. We start to look somewhere else rather than just a day at a time. Just like, you know, just keep your eyes up, keep focusing on the thing that you said you were going to do, right? One of my values in life is relationships, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I genuinely believe that we are put on this earth for community, right? That is, and so if I'm acting out of sort to the family I've chosen, that's on me and I got to fix that, right? So what's the way to fix it? Like take another step take another step, be in the back. Like, and this is a synopsis really of 50 episodes of, of the eyes of mindset podcast. It's like, can, what can we do to take a step today? What can we do to be in community today? What can we, well, it's not always about us, right? It's just keep showing up and then get the, get the stuff that's coming in from outside and in relationships. Some of that coming in from outside is, is really difficult. Because the messages you're receiving are, I don't belong. I, I'm scared that I'm outside of the group, right? I mean, 
in complete transparency, there are times where I'm like, man, John doesn't care about me. Right. And I, I say that a little bit like tongue in cheek, cause I know it's not true, but there are times where that series of thoughts creeps in because right. you got other stuff going on. Right. Or other friends of mine, man, I don't hear from them a lot. They don't care about me. I, I just saw a tweet and a quote and I, I don't remember who it was and I apologize, but it said, you don't have to believe your thoughts. <laughs> like it's the simplest thing in the world. It's a, you don't have to believe the things that are going on in your head, but yet we almost always do for a period and it might derail us. It's like the messages we get from the outside world then turn into a huge series of thoughts for ourselves and we spiral and like just intervene sometimes like just take a step forward instead of sitting still no i agreed take a step keep moving forward but also come back to the process right you know that whole time when you were talking about where do where do our where does our focus go it goes to the outcome right <clears throat> it goes to and i think of that graphic of you know these people digging for gold our our perspective goes to well there's no gold right in front of me instead of i'm going to keep swinging this pickaxe right i'm going to keep doing the work one day at a time well and why did you choose over. that spot in the first place right like why did why did you choose to dig right there in the first place there was probably some knowledge there was mm. probably some leading there was probably some inclination or some intuition that it was like this is the right thing to be doing right here and then we get down the road a little bit and we stop swinging Mm -hmm. And then the don't believe your thoughts. You don't have to believe your thoughts. Sometimes you, you might choose to, right? If they're helpful for you. I just had a conversation with my coworker yesterday and she's just like, man, I'm really questioning my ability to do my job. I'm really struggling with that. And, I, and that's where we went to is, okay, what are the thoughts that are in your head? Are they facts? Are they opinions? Let's spend our time focusing and our energy on the facts of what actually is happening because something happened to prompt this thinking, right? Was it a meeting? Was it an interaction with somebody? Okay. And now you have these thoughts. Well, you, you don't have to believe them and you can choose to, to put something else in there to replace those thoughts that are not helpful in the moment. And ultimately I, it's probably the most trite reality in all of psychology or sports psychology for sure is this idea of control, what you can control. And many of us believe that our thoughts are beyond our control because they happen unconsciously so frequently. They happen outside of our, our ability to control them presently. But, but again, synopsis of 50 episodes, create some awareness of what you're thinking actually is, then ask some questions. Is this a factual thing or is this something I've created in my own mind and then replace it with something that can be positive. Like it's, we've heard that before from other people, from people way smarter than us. And yet do we do it? Do we do it even once when it's challenging, let alone doing it all the time when it's challenging. And so, uh, I don't know, man. No, but, and I think that's why we do what we do right? That's why we show up every week. That's why we talk about and we challenge people to live eyes up is yes, you might be able to do it. You might have done it in, in one area. And then the call, the challenge is to then do it 
over and over and over. And for us, you know, living eyes up in this whole process is how do we continue to engage with these topics, these skills, because they are absolutely skills, right? Learning to control your, what you can control. Yes, I agree with you. It's, you know, it's the, the most cliche thing there is out there, but oftentimes there's a lot of value in that. And I think we, sometimes we avoid that even where it's like, it's, it's not that simple. Well, it, it is that simple. It's just not easy to do. Right. And in order to do it, you have to do it over and over and practice and get feedback and measure it. Right. All of those things that we've talked about in all of those other episodes. And I think for us, this is a really good conversation for me because it, it's bringing us back to the foundation. And I think sometimes you and I certainly, we, we gloss over some of those really simple things because right? We've, we've done it and we've had these conversations. And actually, I think you said the other day, like what, what haven't we talked about? Well, it's not, it's not necessarily, we have to have something new, right? But there's always something that we can practice and we can get better. And that's again, what living eyes up is how do we get better every day? Two thoughts. Number one, sometimes we don't need to be taught. We need to be reminded right? I, I, I actually think that that's probably the most frequent way that we should engage in learning is not being taught something, but being reminded about something and then re-engaging with it like it was the first time. Number two, in that conversation the other night when I'm being, when we, you know, my, my friend and I are being incredibly vulnerable with each other about some of the challenges that have taken place in our life and he said to me, he's like, I just think everybody at, at like 30 should be required to go to group therapy, right? <laughs> like everybody should be set in a circle where it's really hard to talk and be vulnerable about the things that you've, you need to talk about because, and what, what I said as a result of this is like, I engage with this stuff so frequently in the stuff that I'm reading and the conversations we're having that I completely forget how few of us, right? And this was the prompting that he, everybody should have to do this. I'm like, yes, everybody should have to do this. Right. But I'm thinking of it from a, of it from a performance aspect. He's thinking of it from a, a challenge aspect. Uh, I'm going through this hard thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're not, they might feel on different ends of the spectrum, but they're not that different. It's really the only times when we engage with these things in the middle, when we're on the spectrum, we're like, eh, I'm good. Are, are you <laughs> like, I know, I've gotten better by engaging in challenging, difficult conversations. That was the whole point, the whole hope of this podcast from the beginning. Let's open the door to have challenging conversations. Where else can we get them? There are plenty of smart people in all of our lives that we can just ask a challenging question to, but it's going to require some some vulnerability, some risk, but it's worth it. Absolutely. Let's, let's continue. Um, I'm excited for the next 50 episodes, Jamie, we have grown and evolved in our skill level in, in doing this and in our relationships and in our performance. And I think people out there also are growing and evolving with us. And, and we appreciate the journey so far. We're excited. We have some 
interesting, hard conversations coming up. We know about, and we're excited to share those with you. And, and also how, how do we continue to get better together? And it's been quite a, a year, uh, quite a ride. And I'm excited to see what, what the next twist and turn is for, for us in this journey and, and for our listeners out there that are joining us along the way. Are you using the last year as an excuse or an opportunity? In some ways, it's that simple. Hmm. We've grown. I know that. Not easy, but we've grown. Are you? And as always, live eyes up.